This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Ah. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It's Thursday at the Star in Frisco, and we are getting ready to really dive into Eagles Week. Of course, always joined by Mickey, Rob, Brian. We have got a lot of interesting news to tell you guys today. But first, how is everyone doing? Doing great, Tay. Doing Wonderful. great. I know. We missed the Papa John's pizza today, Brian. Yes. We really do. No, I think all, that I'm should always, be a staple. I, just, I think so. You know what? Let me tell you, as superstitious as I am, Everyone's if it works, they, they beat Philadelphia. You're going to get some pizza next Wednesday. Get ready. Woo! Yeah, that's what we're talking we about. We didn't know that this was the gift that keeps on giving. It's a you, great Christmas. You get a win. You get a win this week, and you will get some Papa John's pizza until we take an L. And you're, and you're feeling a W, right? For, thank, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's right. We got Thanksgiving. Maybe get some turkey pizza. Going. Yeah, put turkey. Do they put turkey Ooh, on cranberry pizza? Cranberry sauce. Yeah. I tell you, what, if you make they put chicken. Yeah. Yeah. They put pineapple sausage. And we've now reverted into pizza. Pizza. Talk. This is the Papa John's talking cowboys. <laughs> exactly. Hey, they would. It's need National it. Fast Food Day. Oh, good. Where'd you see that? I, they told me that when I did my fan. Session. I got 13 steaks over here. I'm all about the 13 steaks. Well, Brian, you're right. We're talking a lot about pizza, but we got the pizza because of a guy who was injured who we're expecting to see this weekend. And, Rob, before we really get into the practice report, which I know Mick has got ready for us. It's ready. Cheeto, what did Garrett say? Yeah, well, you know, he's putting – he's stacking good practice days together is what he's doing. Very good. Another full practice for him, and I think with Jeff Heath – looking doubtful to play this week. He's, he's not going to practice again because he's in the concussion protocol. That's an opportunity for Cheeto to step in, play some safety, play some corner with some snaps potentially, and along with Xavier Woods. I think the young guys have an opportunity if he indeed is unable to go against the Eagles. Yeah. All right, Mick. Well, you good think segment. they give him a full load or he just plays special teams or just plays defense? I'm just saying he may get some snaps. I think he's got a chance to be active and play in this game. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's definitely going to be active. We'll see how much that he plays. I, I, I think that it'll be probably more of the special teams role. I think right now they're again they're trying to work him in. Okay, where does he fit? Who do you take off the field? Do you take off? You know, you're going to go with Skandrick. You're going to go with Lewis. You know, we talked about Anthony Brown and really what he's done. I mean, with with Heath's situation, I you know, boy, that that to me with him being out today. Mickey, I'm going to go on your theory of saying he's out for the game. So I'll give him that on Jeff Heath. That means you're going to have to go with, it looks like Xavier Woods, Woods and can they find other things to do? Now they could go with uh, Kayvon Frazier, who has been active and has played in some games. But if he's going to play, I think they're going to help, he's going to help them mainly on special teams and then maybe filling in some at safety, though. Like a few snaps, maybe, but in a package. We'll see. Yeah, I think I, what they're worried about is the volume of work yeah. tiring out that hamstring. That's what happened in Green Bay. Right, because they, they sent him in there and he did everything. Yeah. Okay. If I remember correctly. I think yeah. you do. Yeah. I think you do. I, want, I mean, I, I was betting pizza last week that he was going to play because yep. I'd seen him practice or, you know, we'd seen him practice more or actually be out there. But there's the side of me that's also thinking, okay, that they're going to be probably pretty cautious about that. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't bet on 30 snaps. 
No, but yeah, I yeah, but I, I would bet on that. but I would bet on an opportunity to play on special teams, and then if they need him, if you know he's a better cover guy at safety than what you have with Kayvon Frazier. You know that tight ends. Yeah, yeah, if it turns into okay, now you got to start putting guys on the field that can cover. That's where I think that you have to look at uh, p- potentially a Wouzier playing before Kayvon Frazier. Well, should we make another pizza bet? No, you got a pizza Wednesday if uh, they win this game. But then we could have Pizza Tuesdays, too. If nah, just we could have once a week, Ted. Okay, it's okay. Kind of have a great Wednesday. A That's my budget. We're getting a little crazy up in here, but I was going to talk <laughs> about the odds of Tyron Smith coming back this week. I, I feel pretty good about it. What do you guys think? I'm good. I'm saying if he's not going to practice today, I think that you'll get him. We, we, what week was that he didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, and played on? The Chiefs game. There Was it Chiefs game? There you go. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's going to be the same game plan. But that was more of a back thing than the groin. Right. I just think that they – I think that if he's – the coach just sounded like they were he, they were doing more with him. They were doing more. And so that's where I was encouraged. He's going to work on the side today with Britt and the athletic trainer. So that's a step forward. He said he had a good day yesterday. I still kind of need to see him tomorrow do something. Because it's not just a typical Sunday. It's also – got to look – Garrett says they're not, but you got to look at that Thanksgiving stretch too. And if he needs a couple more days, then maybe you get him ready for Thanksgiving in- instead. I think it's looking good for him, but I'd like to see him do something tomorrow. If you can have him play one game, which one do you have him play? Eagles. This, this one. This yeah. one. I mean, conceivably, I guess he yeah. could play this game and not play against yeah. LA. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, that's the way. I was going to say, shoot him up and let's go. But Whoa! I don't think you want to do that. No, that's a that's that, we've done it before though. I know, I know that pizza not being here just gets you a little crazy. <laughs> yes. You got to reel it in when you say those okay. things. Hey, so Tyron Smith, we're we're feeling good now. Des did not practice yesterday, but th- that's not anything to really concern ourselves with, right, He's- Rob? He's supposed to go today. He's practicing today. You're yes. right. Yes, right, yeah, I think, and and he's not listed. The ankle's not listed on the injury report this week. It's just the knee. I think they're just trying to to manage him and get him to Sunday. He should be good to go. Hey, it's his eighth season. He can he can register for some veteran days now and then. Yeah, need him to go. Yeah, Mick. Okay, full rundown of the practice report for the Cowboys first. I think you just did it, didn't you? That's pretty much it. I mean, no Dan Bailey this week, y'all. Did you? Did he's you, getting closer though. Is he? Did you see anything at linebacker? You know somebody playing Mike linebacker yet? Sean Lee was not out there. Okay, you know him. And he's not going to be out there today. Mm. But no, but I'm asking. Oh, I didn't go out there. Oh, you didn't, I didn't have time. Yeah, to, didn't have time to, to make watch. it. No. What about Jeff Swaim? Have we heard any update about him? His kind of came later in the week yesterday. I think Do he's okay. The head coach said he he worked yesterday. Yeah, I think he's okay. So it's like he'll go today too. Probably got a, probably got a sleeve on the knee, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. How much can he help with? You know, kind of covering up any patches. Obviously, we are assuming that Tyron Smith would be back, but he's good blocker as well. Yeah, if it, it they, they they have to be preparing for, and Jason Garrett even said this, they have to be preparing for some twelve personnel stuff. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can do this. You know, now that you think about it, you could put a guy over there next to him. You could put a wing over there next to him. You could put a you could bring motion and get there. You can do all kinds of things. You could bring a wide receiver inside. And and, and, help and, and help. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do to try and, and, and just instead of saying, okay, we're going to put a tight end down, hand down, and make you run around. So motion, it's it tips your hand less, right? Yeah. Using things like that instead of, it, anything, oh, obviously we're trying to run here. Past yeah, anything you want to do, there, I, I, you have to just go through all the options that you can use. Like I say, on inline, wing, 
motion, whatever you have to do to help that end, you can. And and the, the motion part of it doesn't tip your hand. It it just doesn't. It just you bring a guy across and then settle right at the snap of the ball, and then that way you make the guy run. The can you ball. can you can you fake the jet sweep and then just let the guy knock the devil out of him? Yeah. I I can say I always worry sure. about. Always, you can time it right. Yeah, I always worry about. I always worry about is, the. Um, I had to, I had up, to catch myself. I I'm, said devil. I always worry about the guy getting in the way of the blocker. Yeah, that, that's always my concern. And I asked Garrett about that, and he says there's some legit legitimacy to that. But you know that that's always the thing because you get two guys tied up, and then all of a sudden the guy runs around, you know, runs around your guy. Now what have you done? You, yeah. You've you've taken your you're taking yourself out of an opportunity to block the guy maybe one on one, but there yeah, they they've got they've got concerns at both ends you know with Vinnie Curry and then also with Brandon Graham. I mean, Brandon Graham is a guy that traditionally has given Tyron Smith problems. Mm. Traditionally, he has. So we'll see how. It so goes. are we talking helping Tyron Smith? Or are we talking about if no, he if, can't play? If he can't play. Then help you got to prep. Do you, do you think that Tyron Smith will need help though? Still, no. kind of getting back in. No. If they, Tyron Smith. If I if yeah. if you beat me beating Tyron Smith, congratulations, you deserve to win the you game. You get a little pat on the back. You, you get a game. pizza. You win the game. Yeah. yeah. You you find a way to beat Tyron Smith consistently, consistently, Zach Martin consistently, Travis Frederick consistently, then you've got my respect and you deserve to win the game. I, Tyron's been here seven years. I yeah. wonder how many week game weeks in his seven year career they've gone into the week saying, all right, we need to give Tyron chip help against this pass rusher. Yeah. Not often. Yeah. Maybe zero. Yeah. Potentially zero. We need to really help out that 77 who just yeah. hasn't been able to make it yeah. four Pro Bowls, all pro. Yeah, well, they I mean, better be ready to help out whoever else is over there. Yeah. Yeah. If they're over there. And that includes Byron Bell. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, we talked. Because I, you know, I went and looked. Hadn't started a game since the end of the 2015 season. Long time. Hadn't ago. really played other than those two yeah. series. Yeah. See, that's, that's your, a long time to be off, almost no. as long as Chaz Green. And the frustrating thing he said after the game against Atlanta was he faced Claiborne in the division before. Absolutely. He, he knew the him. Panthers, yeah, yes. He had, him, he had him scouted, and, I mean, the guy just played amazing. He did. So maybe a week can help him with practice if he has to go. Mick, on the other hand, I, I hate to do this to all those listening, but the Eagles practice report looks very good for them. Looks pretty clean to me. Coming off a bye. Got three guys on it and says full, full, and full. Darby, the guy who's been out all year, he's full. Yeah. Yeah. For them. <laughs> For them. For them. Ernst is full. And Watkins. Jaylen. Remember last year at this time when Dallas was rolling along well, the injury report was always clean. Oh, too. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. When, when you're winning games, when you're on you're a roll, nobody games. wants to be hurt. That's the thing. When you're a bad team, go check out the Giants practice report. <laughs> That's a lot of questionables. A lot of guys don't yeah. want to play. A lot of guys thinking about, you know, we're one in nine or one in eight. What we're we're not this is not good. My hamstring's sore. Yeah, exactly. You you try and miss a couple. Kind of hard to check a hamstring. Uh, look because at the, look it's at swell, you know. Super Bowl uh, yeah, Super Bowl you, practice report is always the best. It is. Mickey yeah. was a pool reporter, he'll tell you. There's no nobody was hurt today. Everybody, everybody practiced. practiced. Everybody practiced because everybody wants to be a part of something good. Yeah, could you imagine like, hey, man, you're just going to have to sit over here in sweatsuit. So when we're taking the pictures, yeah. you look like you weren't even on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. that year Atlanta didn't have their fullback. Huh? With 98? Yeah. Their fullback was hurt. Mm -hmm. And so they used a guard to play fullback. And I thought that was common knowledge. 
and you, you I leaked it. Pointed it out in the pool report, and the guy in Atlanta, obviously Dan Reeves, uh, and Dan saw it the next day, and he chewed that poor beat writer out to yeah. no end. But he was going off your pool report. Yes, and so I went up to Reeves and I said, "Hey, it's my bad. I should have asked you. Yeah, I, I assume that that was common knowledge." And he goes, yeah, but that doesn't matter. He should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Dan, everybody in the league read the same thing. I said, it's my fault. And he said, that still doesn't matter. Yeah. And they, he was so mad. They got hammered in that game. They got hammered. The well, afterwards, they got hammered. And he was coming in to do his post-game press conference. And I was walking, and he walked by me, and he looked at me, and he goes, I guess the fullback didn't have much to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Coaches go. They know. Coaches know. Coaches know. Well, you brought up something, Brian, and, you know, before we get to our break, we have a few minutes to kind of talk about this. A lot of people have had mixed opinions about how much a bye week can help a team. Sure. You know, a lot of people were like, okay, the bye week, especially for the Eagles who are 8-1. Yeah, rolling right along. Manny, who played for the Eagles, he said, hey, when we were doing good, you didn't want to stop playing. You felt like if you stopped playing, you would kind of get out of your routine for a second. Mm -hmm. You're worried about guys who are traveling over the bye week. He was like, it it wasn't a positive ever. But then, you know, other things, injuries, kind of having that chance to just refocus, if you would. How much, you know, do you really believe in the hype of a bye week as far as a positive well, I think it's a positive, just for what you said, the health aspect. I think everybody needs to get away from this game. You know, you do. You need to, like, it's go. It's one week enough. Well, it, you know, it is, yeah, it is when you've gone at it since training camp, since you've gone at it since July 21st. This is know. a late buy, too. Yeah. Very late. Yeah, yeah late buy. Carson Wentz said yesterday on the conference call, he said it was great for us in yeah. terms of trying to just it, rest, you would, get our bodies right. There's nothing better than, I mean, I, when, when Dallas was the 12 and 4 season, they got the buy after the the London trip, and that was late November. I, and that 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 to me, you get a buy in the first four weeks of the season. That's a that to me is a bad. Mm-hmm. But you know, if Dallas could have pulled a buy like last week, say they could have pulled a buy last week, that would have been so much better. Trying to help, you know, maybe get Sean Lee back, maybe get you know, maybe you get Tyron Smith back, maybe you know, things start kind of going in the right way. So, nothing wrong with the buy. The problem is, though, again, is when you have it. That's the biggest issue. It is an interesting discussion, though, when you get to playoff time. Like, yeah, do you want to just keep playing? I mean, the Cowboys had that that discussion are, last year when we some, did. Look at some of the teams that have won the Super Bowl recently. It's the teams that have had to play. You know, and maybe this maybe this will be something. And again, don't don't kill the messenger here. But if somehow Dallas plays their way into this playoffs, somehow it's a 10 and 6, whatever, somehow they play their way in, where, you know, now really every week is a playoff game. If you think about it, especially when you start playing this, you know, you're going to get a lot of those NFC opponents. You know, you, every week is going to be a playoff game. And, and there's some merit to saying, hey, we've been playing playoff games since November. It's waffle time. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you got to figure it out, you know, and, and, and that's sometimes the teams that are playing. There are hot teams that get in the playoffs. Well, Green Bay was an example of that last year. Green Bay, they, they were four and six at one point, went on a six-game run, beat the Giants at home, beat Dallas, and was an NFC Championship game against Atlanta. It's almost like you get you're punished in a way like Dallas was last year, where you almost had two weeks off in a way because you didn't really play all your starters yeah. in the finale. Because I mean, for being such a Philadelphia good might team. be in the same situation because you always take the bye. Cowboys would like that. What? Cowboys might like that. Yeah. Well, no, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Because if you lose this game, you're going to need to win five of the next six to get in. Yeah. Think about that. You think? Ten and six. Well, ten and six guarantee you I think get in? ten and six will get you in. With all the other tiebreakers. Nine and seven in. might not. Nine and seven won't. It won't. There's only two teams ahead of you that, that aren't leading a division. Carolina. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're six and you play Seattle. And you play Seattle. Tell the fans on my timeline. Hey, you know who comes back over. on Seattle Day? Ezekiel Elliott, who has officially ended his case. Mm-hmm. I guess we could count back how many hours we probably spent talking about the Zeke case, but here it is. Yesterday, November 15th, he has agreed to take his six-game suspension, withdrawing his appeal. Oh, he's got five left now, so that's going for you there. They either ran out of money or hope one of the two. So just over three, just waved the flag. Just over three months since the suspension came down. We've been talking about it. Yeah, like you said, a lot of legal fees. And he just takes a suspension. Do you guys feel like you could possibly go to law school now? No, I would not want to. After you saw what happened, <laughs> this, this confirms it. Yeah, I thought I. Made a very good decision way back when. Well, not that I could have qualified. Okay. I couldn't. There's no way. Let me ask you this. Was, okay, I, you know how I stand on clearing your, his name. You know how I stand on that. But was it about, if, if, if someone would have told me it was more about the process, how unfair he thought it was. If you argued that point, would you feel better about him fighting? The fundamental fairness argument? Yeah. If you if he, if he would have come out all along and said, this is not fair. I did not get a fair hearing. That's part of it, though. But I mean, that. I but his, his that. thing was his thing was clearing his name. Well, that was part of what I, he I said all together. But I, it was. Think, the, yeah. Did the did the PA not send out a release last night that kind of talked about the holes and the flaws in, in the arbitration process? I mean, that's that's what they've been arguing all along. In addition to, yes. I did not do this. I don't want my name attached to domestic violence. I you think it all rolls in together. I felt like that it was really about him and it clearing his name. You want me to read it? On behalf of all players, the union appealed the suspension of Ezekiel Elliott to its logical conclusion, and we are withdrawing our lawsuit. Our vigilant fight on behalf of Ezekiel once again exposed the NFL's disciplinary process mm-hmm. as a sham and a lie. They hired several former Federal prosecutors brought in, quote, experts and imposed a process with the stated goal of, quote, getting it right, yet the management council refuses to step in and stop repeated manipulation of an already awful league-imposed system. Strong words there. Strong words. So, and on behalf of all players, so what the union's saying and the players better be listening. This fight was for you. It wasn't just for Ezekiel Elliott. It's for every one of you who might get accused of something that you didn't get charged or convicted of, but this too can happen to you. And if I'm a player, my ears are up, and I'm sitting here going, whoa, boy, I better bubble wrap myself. And, and now Zeke better also, because once you're suspended like that, then they can suspend you indefinitely if it happens for life. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the process wasn't fair. I don't care what they say. If you're a logical person, it wasn't fair. Yeah. And unfortunately, they agreed to it. Mm-hmm. Which they never were going to win. 
at that point, unless some judge did what was right instead of what was legal. Right. Yeah. And we found out that's hard to find that judge. I just, they found one, and they jumped the gun to file the case in Texas. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for giving so much of your time to this to help <laughs> everyone try to understand this. Yeah. I do appreciate it's no, it's it. It's no different than it was on August 11th. It's no different. So here we are, but we will be back after our first break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. I'm Taylor Stern inside the AT&T Media Center. After hard loss on Sunday, on Monday the team went out to Salvation Army's across the DFW Metroplex to give back to the community. They served Thanksgiving meals to those in need and had a great time giving back to others and gaining some perspective. Stay tuned to everything inside the AT&T Media Center. This is Talkin' Cowboys. Adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, even adjust your helmet, but seriously, don't ever adjust your underwear because once it's been seen, it cannot be unseen. Tommy John has a contour pouch and moisture-wicking fabric, Brian, to keep you cool and dry on the field, in the stands, in the press box, wherever. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 20% off your first order. tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys. Woo! Still don't get that one. Hey, I don't get any of them. But just, just, just get Tommy it. John. That's all that matters. Just, most of them, I, I get. Just get Tommy just John. Just start that. Get yeah. Tommy John. Just get DallasCowboys.com yeah. forward slash Tommy John. Back to, get, to you, Tay. Yeah, you don't have to get anything, Mickey. Just get Tommy John. Welcome back into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We are rolling right along. The Cowboys take on the Eagles for Sunday Night Football. And, guys, it is going to be 
a heck of a game at AT&T Stadium. Yeah. Of course, we'll always have you covered with pregame. Mickey, you do some fan hits, don't you? I do. And so we have all that you need. Pre-game show rolling at 6 p.m. Central Time. But and we have more pageantry this time, right? I was time, just right? going to get into that. Why don't you tell us about what's happening pre-game, Mick? I believe we're going to see the – they're having a reunion of the 1992 Super Bowl team, 25 years. There you go. So those guys are going to be on hand ahead of time. They're going to have a reception at the stadium for them. I think they're going to be um, paraded out on the field. And then they're giving guys new Hall of Fame rings. So the Hall of Fame rings, I think the guys got back in the day in the 80s, 90s, whatever, they were this. They are blue diamond, blue stone. They were they were with the high helmet. school yeah. graduation ring. Yeah. Well, now they've become a little bit more elaborate, and so like they're, all things, they're <laughs> reissuing those guys the rings where the guys that get them now the, closer to that. So the guys like Randy White, Roger Staubach, Roger Staubach, Dear Tony friend. Dorsett, um, those guys will be getting reissued rings. I think the only two that aren't supposed to be there are Troy Aikman and Larry Allen. Uh, so the other guys will be out there getting their rings also. Yeah. Along with, at halftime, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. And that's why the bust is up in the the foyer up there, or whatever you call the entranceway. Atrium. Atrium, thank you. Mm-hmm. Foyer's kind of a bad word. Uh, and it, it's going to be there the rest of the week. And then it goes back to the Hall of Fame. So it's the actual one. It is. Come tour the star and get your picture with it. So we should be able to find a guest on the sideline. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say. You think? You got, if you guys don't have a good guest this week. Well, you usually do, though. Yeah, Maybe we do. I, guys I asked do. a guest this morning if he would be willing. He said, come find me. So Good. You know, hopefully. And if not, we always oh, have Mickey. Oh, I know what you did this morning. We always have Mickey. Always. And, you know, Mickey drops the heat. He'll probably, you know, say, shoot him up or something. I don't know. Ridiculous. <laughs> and we'll have to get him off the stage. <laughs> There was one other point I was going to make about what's going on. I can't remember. Him and I get to see each win. other. That's all. Yeah, that would that would make uh, holiday time post post game a lot better. Yeah. The last time we had one of these big kind of event things where you bring a bunch of guys back was that the, the Seattle Texas, game? Well, did Texas Stadium also that time? Didn't they? The last game against Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. When that when they brought everybody back, or when Emmett broke the record and they ended up losing the game. Yeah, it's um, you never want to do that. Never want to be a Say part of that. that. No, it's a, I'm on. You're I'm on, on team Dub. I'm on team Dub this week. I'm on team Dub too. I'm feeling. And our Friday show is going to be boring, isn't it? I hadn't gotten there yet. Well, okay, then call let me, let me know. Let me know what Tyron's doing. Let me ask you this. Oh, he's playing, Mickey. I'm going in. You're going in. in not, not out. I'm. We're going in. <laughs> we got our ump. Yeah, I. You know what though? That this. I, I always believe in the desperate team theory. I think you got a desperate football team right now. I really do. Am I, I, am I, am I, am I, should I put down the I, I don't know if paraphernalia I would, there? No, I don't, I don't know if I would call them desperate as much as I would say there's something to prove here for this team. And maybe that's, maybe that's desperation. I, yeah. I, I think, I just feel like Atlanta last week was due offensively a better game. I think the Eagles are due a game where they struggle a little bit. Bad game? Not on a, the necessarily road. a bad game, but I, I think Dallas. Are we their Giants? 
I think the weird thing that people forget is division games are way different than most games. Two years ago, the Redskins won the division, and the Cowboys went up there and beat them in such a close one on Monday night, low scoring, when that was the season that Kirk Cousins had been scoring like four touchdowns per game. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird thing. And Mickey just told you a bunch of different things will be happening Sunday night, and it's Sunday night football. You know, it's the only game on television – it's yeah. a big game. Aside from last year's Week 17 game, Cowboys-Eagles, yeah. they're always fun. I'm with Mick. I mean, I'll feel a lot better if Tyron's playing. But in a way, to me, they're really good. They are really good. But in a way, this is a good. This is the right matchup for the Cowboys right now. They won't overlook them. They can't. And like Tay said, it's a division. T- There's a confidence factor in playing this team twice a year. You know most of these guys. Yeah. So you're familiar with them. You know you can play with them. There are some matchups to worry about obviously but this team has some pride and i think they're being counted out right now and believe me they're listening to every bit of it yeah this was this is one of those games i think if everything was as is only the eagles weren't playing the cowboys like they were playing carolina you might have snuck one on them because they might have come in sleepwalking eight and one got a team struggling we sat around with our feet up, but knowing the Eagles and knowing what goes on in Philadelphia, the Cowboys ain't going to sneak up on them. No. They'll be jacked up because it's Sunday night football and it's the Cowboys, and that'll get their attention that they don't, they don't overlook this game. Trust Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson isn't Andy Reid. I know he's not. Yeah. He Doug is. Peterson will jack a game up on you every once in a while. He, you know why Doug Peterson's doing so well? Because Jim Swartz is doing a hell of a job on defense. He's a hell of a DC. I this defense. I, I have a ton of respect for Jim Swartz. He might not like him as a head coach, but I, you know, I I think their defense is outstanding. He got a head coaching job in Detroit for a reason, is what you're saying. Sure, but this, you know, I mean, and Andy Reid is Andy Reid was always the the guy. I mean, I know his record against the Cowboys was probably a little above 500. But that's division games. That's yeah. I mean, that's just how but, it goes. I. I Doug Peterson in this game? Nah. Nah. Where's my, my notes here? That I love kind of how confident worries me. You know what? Hey, Ray in Louisiana called yesterday, and he said that you had given him such, you know, scared feelings, fearful. Yeah. You know. I mean, the last two weeks, I picked him to lose. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hey, one and one. You know? I just, I get more than anything, I'm just sick of the knee-jerk stuff. It's like they lost the game. Yes, they have some injuries, but. My Twitter timeline, man. I keep and have you talked to, to Dave? Oh, are, are you getting are you getting tired of Twitter? A little bit. No oh. one should. Dave said Howard what? Eskin should. <laughs> so they've scored thirty one points, at least thirty points yeah. in the last three games, and four of the last five. And the one they didn't, they scored twenty eight. Yeah, this team's averaging thirty one point four points a game. That's what scares me. Ah, I know Don't the defense. I know the defense is Don't good. Don't let that bother you. But this is 31.4 a game without Sean Lee. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what might make you Mickey feel just says he's picking an L. <laughs> well, hey, guys. He just did, didn't he? Pretty much. Sort of. Don't say sort of. Say it. Is my- that uh, we have a caller from Missouri on the line. <laughs> Rick from Missouri. Ooh. What is your question? Uh, no questions. Just a couple of comments. Uh, I'm kind of with Ryan and the crowd that – uh, there's no logical reason that the Cowboys should win, but I just have this weird there feeling you go. they're going to show up. There you go. It'll be okay. Um, 
another point is uh, with Mick and the Mizzou guys, he's got to be kind of happy the way that football team turned around. I went to the first four or five games. I saw the crazy win and uh, the losses up through Purdue, but then the coaches kind of turned it around. Now, they're not playing real strong teams, but wins are wins, and they're close to a bowl. Basketball looks really exciting. So, anyway, my son's there, so he's having a good time with that. Third quick point, um, I'm coming to town. I'm glad to hear about, uh, you know, the activities at the Star. I'm, I, now that I know Jerry's bust is going to be there, I'd like to see that too. Is there any uh, uh, show activity that you guys might have on Saturday night? We're coming in on Saturday, and then in the evening, we, you know, sometimes you guys have a live broadcast, or some media has a live broadcast on Saturday night. No. Sorry, That's all guy. we got. You Thank know, you. there's, there's a, a rally days thing at yeah. the stadium in the afternoon that goes to about six or seven o'clock at night right. and you can always tour the star yeah not at night though i don't know how late they, they, they go pretty late on saturday which is surprising i've been up here working before you know do doing stuff really? like at star sports and then coming over here yeah they do but there's a lot of activity at the star i mean you could go i mean as far as outside they put all the college games up on the big screen got all kinds of great restaurants across the street you know Come and, and then they out. do stuff on the plazas yeah. at the stadium, at yeah. AT&T Stadium, and th- those are, as far as I know, free, right? Yeah. You just go in and participate. Right. We do a pregame show out there on the out, on, at, uh, out in the uh, Tostitas Plaza. We all, all outdoors? We're outdoors. On Sunday. Week. Yeah, outdoors. So, yeah, Saturday, but it's kind of mill around. A lot of good things to do. Brian loves when you walk in front of the camera and just stand there. Just look right at them. Absolutely. Get between me and the camera. Right when I'm on. That's my my favorite thing. When you're trying to make an emphatic point. Yeah, when I'm trying to tell you how the Cowboys are going to win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Just come up and go, what are you guys doing? Kind of poke the glass in the camera with your finger. Smudge it if you would. (laughs) Throw a football, try and hit me in the back. Maybe I could get (laughs) on that home videos thing. We win 25 grand. You know, think about that. You hit me in the head with a football, maybe we can get on a funny home video thing. If I would make that much money, I would let Mickey hit me in the head with a football. <laughs> Always my fear doing those preseason pregame shows. With ball my, come flying with over. my to... back to the field. You guys see that? Rapport. You guys see that ball hit my face? <laughs> Actually, where were we? It was a uh, preseason game. It happened to you? You were there. No, somebody else was on, and a, it, I don't know if it was a punted ball or a pass ball, and the ball came rolling between where we were sitting and the t- the cameras. Right. And the next thing I know, here comes a player, yeah. and he ducks under the cameras and yeah. goes and gets the ball and runs back out. Yeah. And it was like, you would, seriously, that just happened? You would be surprised how many times Lindsay and I are talking and there are people fishing the footballs from underneath our feet while we're talking. That's Ball rolls up under, and they just, you know. But it was the funniest thing you ever seen because you see the guy duck in, and he ducks back out, you know? Like, hey, and the donuts. Hey, some and consideration. He was. Yeah, I, I was, was, I was yeah. Donut Tay in the draft day. <laughs> I know. Mickey will join me this year. <laughs> draft day? Yeah, we'll be. They had those donuts in here. And, Homemade donuts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I Pretty was out. Scratch. I was out at the stadium. Yeah. Pretty good. Hey, guys, someone, you know, we do have some well-educated Twitter followers. I know we talk badly about Rob doesn't think so. But, hey, I appreciate <laughs> it. Rob's sometimes. running out of patience. I respect- boy, that must be bad. Boy's got a lot of patience. He does to yeah, deal with us. Been working with you for 12 years. <laughs> True. True. Mickey knows on that one. He can't even fight that one. No, not he at knows. all. He knows. Zeke. Yeah. He Zeke's that one. One of our followers tweeted us, and you know, we're talking about Tyron Smith and his possibility of playing this. He goes, The Cowboys' yards per play with someone with and without Tyron Smith on the field this year 
With Tyron Smith, 7.31. Mm-hmm. Without Tyron Smith, 4.50. Mm-hmm. Participation impact, plus 2.81. This is the largest participation impact among eligible offensive tackles. It's like a pro, fo- pro football focus there, Mick. Is that what that is? Is that where he got it from? No, it's NFL drafter. Oh. What, what it, Ethan Young. He's only oh. missed one game. Do they take in consideration when he was out of the game when they were in like, San Francisco? Like when they pulled him? Yeah, when he got hurt. When it's San Francisco? Kansas City. Kansas City. I'm sorry. Kansas City, yeah. But it was only the last yeah, possession. The game but was, but was like played, six, seven plays. That's what I'm asking. Six plays, yeah. yeah. And the game was over. Well, so I'm wondering if, he, I wonder if the study... Please. I love it. You know, it's funny. They ran the ball better last year running to the right than they did to the left, and that was with Ron Leary and Tyron Smith on the left side. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't try running to the left last Sunday. Yeah. Everything was right, right? That was- well, regardless of that stat, uh, his point's well taken in that they did try to get the ball out quicker. I without think- him in the game, which meant shorter passes, shorter yards per attempt, most likely. Well, I think a main point of what – whatever Ethan Young was trying to do was just say that Tyron Smith is pretty important. important. Yeah, pretty he important. Is. He matters. Yeah, I would say he matters. The runner matters. The left tackle matters. The weak side linebacker matters. And the kicker matters. What was the what was the stat? Was it a running stat or a passing – or a yards or – yards per, yards, yards, per yards per play when he's in the game. 7.2. Oh, yards per play. Oh, yards per play. Well, Yana, when you lose 54 yards Thanks for joining the show, sacks <laughs> – yeah. What have you been doing over the last four yeah. minutes? I thought he Missouri right. guy throw you off there I, about I, the I thought he meant Tigers points playing in that Liberty Tiger. Bowl. Liberty Bowl Tiger. going to Memphis. <laughs> I guess I'm not. It's the night before <laughs> the New Year's Eve game. God bless him. Yeah. We might just need to bring him pizza every day just to keep him going. He was pretty alert when the pizza hurt you was up, man. What's that? I made him the pizza happy. Got, yeah, he had a purpose to be here. <laughs> It was, it was such a joy for us. But, hey, guys, another joy that's coming up is Rob's Twitter poll. Yes. So we'll get to Do we that. have one? Yes. Good. After you just gave Rob such a good compliment of his patience, <laughs> you think he just backs out on it? He doesn't give a damn about all that All year poll. long. Hey. We're going to vote. We are going to vote. Hey, we'll, we'll get Mickey to vote during the break. So we'll be right back after our final break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit slash Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about 
about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is Talking Cowboys. We found out yesterday why Papa John's pizza tastes so great. It's the deep dish, along with the ingredients yeah. and the pepperoni, although we had sausage. Yes. But that's 100% pork, and when you have better ingredients and it's a deeper dish, it's Papa John's. Woo! I'll tell you that what, that, that, it, that pizza was really, really, really good. It was big great. Big fan, big fan. I mean, I like the pizza, but the deep dish was the right Consistency. You guys are making me hungry again. Yeah, we got lunch coming. Well, you got you can go get pizza. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Across the street. Yeah. Or right over here. In the training table. Yeah. Yeah. Either or. But you know what I can't get, but just right here. (laughs) Stay my beating heart. Stay my beating heart. Rob's Twitter poll. It is time. We didn't vote during the break. Oh, that's okay. We got a little brain. It's, it's fine. Mick, Mick it's will have his own. time for Rob's poll. That's right, Mick. Key matchup Sunday. Okay. Got four of them. Four, not yeah. three, four. Good. <laughs> Zach Martin against Fletcher Cox. Mm. Yeah. Demarcus Lawrence against Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson. Lane. Jason Witten against safety Malcolm Jenkins. A top cover guy. Or Anthony Hitchens. We're assuming Sean Lee's out facing the new Eagles duo at running back of LeGarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi. Hmm. What do you guys think? What was the first one? <laughs> the <sighs> Fletcher Cox. Oh, well, they're going to move him over Jonathan Cooper. I choose a uh, matchup every week to watch. It's not necessarily the most important one. And the one that I chose this week uh, was Lane Johnson versus Marcus Lawrence. Lane Johnson, a Texas native, Oklahoma, family yeah. roots mm-hmm. for the Cowboys. The actual former quarterback. He threatened his grandmother this week. <laughs> it was a tad aggressive. It was very Mickey style. He <laughs> said that if she wants to live to see 75, she has to root for the Eagles this week. And I think she's going to stay strong in her Cowboys pride. Good for her. So I, I, I a good with, grandma. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the... Is, are we asking it, which yeah. one's critical or which one would be most fun to watch? Biggest key matchup. Oh, key. Okay. I think it's key. Pass rush is important. No, no, no I, I don't no disagree doubt. with you. I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the, the Zach Martin one myself because I think Dallas has got to find a way, even if they try and move him. Whoever plays over Zach Martin, they need to get something going. And the, running the football. But see, didn't help. he play over Ron Leary last year? And Leary had trouble with him. They move him around. They move they? him around. Yeah. But I'm saying that you just can't sit there and say, okay, play. You know, they play a one and a three. You can't just play that the whole game. You know? Okay. So I would I would just say, I'm, I'm going to say, give me the one where, give me the one where they're trying to block Fletcher Cox. 
that's the one I'm 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 interested in. I'm gonna go with Hitchens and really just the Cowboys overall run defense. I, the games they've lost, they haven't been able to stop the run, and it was it's always apparent when Sean's not in the game, they struggle. Even though Hitchens is having a terrific season since he's been back, um, that actually wins the poll. Fifty five percent Hitchens versus the running backs, followed by Martin versus Fletcher Cox, and at twenty one percent D Law and Lane Johnson. Yes, I'm in the twenty one percent. It's a key matchup. Where'd you vote? I voted for Demarcus Lawrence. That's a key. That's a key matchup. You're thinking the Can pass Lawrence rush. Take advantage. Yeah, of that? yeah. Because I think they're going to have to hold them to a reasonable amount of points to score a reasonable amount of points to be able to win. Because if it's 27, they may not score 27. But if you can hold them to 21, 24, then I think you give yourself a chance to win. <laughs> nice. Besties. So defense. They only have. They've had one sack last week. And two, so they've had three sacks in the last two games. Ain't enough. We were calling the Saxonville two. It's not right now. The locomotive kind of slowed down. Yeah. They need more. They need more. But, hey, 21% kind of gets it. And this guy's hard to sack. Yeah. He's a mobile guy. He's mobile. They've given up 24 of them, which puts them at 19th in the league when it comes to doing that. Can you choke the run, make them one-dimensional? When did Peters get hurt? Washington game. Remember, I was willing people to get banged up. That's right. That was the that was, shame on you. It was Voodoo Brian. Shame on you. But hey, we have another no, caller on the banged line. Banged up. I didn't guys. say injured. I said banged up. <laughs> he just wanted them sore. He took it a little too far. He did. Well, we have another caller, Ray from Fort Worth. How are you doing? Hello, everybody. Um, I, I got a comment and a question, but I'll get to my question first. I know Lyle Collins is is a better player than Chaz Green. He's a lot more athletic. I know you don't like switching guys, but wouldn't Collins be a better left tackle in this situation? And you put Chaz Green on the right side because he, he, uh, Dak can see that coming. And you can spot him, you know, you can spot help on, on, on that side. Uh, I just feel like, I don't know, Collins would be better in this situation, in, in, especially in this game. I know they're not going to do it, but that's just – I, that's my question. What's the biggest problem that Lyle Collins has when he breaks down? I, I get, I get it, but he, he his yeah, technique. I mean, no, really, I right? I'm he, asking. I'm serious. No, I, just, just tell me. Just, just tell me. You say you get it, but just tell me. I want to hear it in your own words. Yeah, he break. I just think he has better footwork. He's a little bit quicker on that side. You worry about his hands. Yeah, his hands. What were the problems? Chaz, and he gets what, overextended. What, what about Chaz Green's hands? No, I'm he, just saying. He like I'm, he didn't have any. I'm hands. just. I'm, hey, you know, Last game. you're trying to you're trying to offer a solution, but I'm trying to tell you why you probably wouldn't do it. You you know, if you, I, what's the problem when you when you watch? Why, that's what I'm when, asking. Why wouldn't you do? Why okay, no, I'm asking you, you now that. too. I'm asking you this question. I'll answer your question then. When what, what is the biggest problem when you see Lyle Collins? You said feet and hands, right? And what happens to him when the, when those two don't work? Oh, it's over. Okay, and I'll then help what? You out. He yeah, gets overextended. Yeah, gets over. What happened to What happened to Chaz Green in that game last week? His problem to me was his hands. It, and it looked like he just never he just never corrected that situation. And and it's like it's not all his fault, but you had the, the coaches are the blame here too. They sure, they are, and they guy. admitted it. Coach Garrett stood up there today and said that. Yeah, they said it, that Coach Garrett said it today. He said it yesterday in the walk-off, and he, he reiterated, reiterated it today in, the, in his press conference. He said, hey, we've got we've to give him help. That's on us. But wouldn't, okay, also, too, wouldn't it be better to sometime, not all the time, but to move the pocket? I'm talking about with I think with you'll that. see that. I think you're <laughs> absolutely right about that. That I will agree with you on. 
Now, Terrence Williams, too. I mean, you got to get paper open. I know Terrence Williams had a great game against Kansas City, but you can't just show up one game and disappear the rest. The, the whole wide receiver on, core. It's not, it's not all on him, too. You want to get the ball that quick. Yep, the whole wide receiver guys core. guys got to get open. Yeah. This, it, it, Witten usually has a good game against these guys. Sure. I mean, look, the bottom line is you got to win this game. It's an MCT. You don't want this team to come in here and put up 51 on you like they did at Denver. You don't want them to come in your house on Sunday night and punk you, basically. Thanks. You, you can't have that. Yep. You, you, just, you just can't have that. I mean, I know they're all – they're 8-1. I, I, don't, I don't have great hopes in them. Speech. But I just Speech. want to see them fight. Speech. Don't come Speech. out here and Speech. just let them punk you like they did Denver. Okay. Gotcha. Thank, Thank you. you, Ray. That's kind of what Brian and I talked about. Like, I just – there's – pride's got to take over at some point. Our house. Our house. Like Michael Irvin. Yeah. You know, video pregame. I just absolutely when you when, you know I'm all for people trying to come up with solutions, but if you're putting a, a player in a position that tends to have the same problems as the guy, now maybe it's not as consistent, you know. But but Garrett told you they needed to give him help. That's the biggest. You know, keep you you got Collins is actually playing better on the right side. I mean, you look last week what, what he was able to do, you know, against a difficult pass rusher. You know, he didn't give up anything last week. So, I mean, uh, to me, keep him there. Let him keep playing that spot. Do you think anybody any, anybody – and I know they should have given him more help. Sure. But they did give him help one time, and they still gave up a sack. They absolutely did. So – It was – it was it – was Adrian, Adrian Claiborne's day. Yeah. It was his day. It was his day. Yep. Because they had they had Jonathan Cooper turn out to help him. And Boy, Jonathan was slow out of his stance on that one. He was, but – the guy kind of came inside and beat him, sure. but he still went to the outside, and that's all he had to do was protect the outside. Bad day at the office. A real bad day at the office. Yep. And it was worse because I heard he had a lot of visitors there. Yeah. She, Green did? Yes. Because he went Florida. to Florida. Florida. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. That's like – sometimes that happens, too. We're talking about weird games, like where there's a lot going on. Sometimes when you have a huge crowd coming to see you – not always the best. I'm thinking of Lance Dunbar when he returned to New Orleans. I'm just, yeah, guy. I'm just saying, though, that you know he he has not played terrible when you started him. That was a bad, bad game, and he, you know, and again, that's when your technique's bad, you're going to give up bad plays, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. All right, guys. Well, at the 25 game mark, Carson Wentz. What What are you doing? I was looking to see what you were reading. Well, I'm about to read it to you. Oh, okay. Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott have been compared. Probably since before they were drafted. Obviously, quarterbacks in the draft. Of course, Carson Wentz went in the top two. Dak Prescott fell to round four. Mm -hmm. But since then, they have continually been compared. Of course, being in the NFC East division adds to that. I want to tell you guys some of their comparable stats here. So, passing statistics first here. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott, 39. Career or this year? 25 games through their career. Yes. All right. Dak Prescott has 39 passing touchdowns. Carson Wentz, 39 passing touchdowns. Their touchdown rate, Dak Prescott is 5.4%. Carson Wentz, 4.3%. Interceptions, Wentz has 19, and Dak has 8. Interception rate, 1.1% for Dak, and 2.1% for Wentz. Mm -hmm. Now, passing yards is where Wentz kind of gets the advantage on Dak. He has 6,044 Dak has 5,661. But, guys, you're seeing this. They are very comparable. To end it on that, their QBR ratings, Dak's is 77.8. 
and Wentz is 55.7. Hmm. They're very... That sounds <clears throat> awfully low. Yeah. QBR is different QBR. than passer rating, right? Yeah. That's, is that an ESPN? What's it? Passing. Yeah, that, they've oh, got, they, they figured that they out. Got their own formula. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there are their passer ratings. What about victories? Similar. Well, let's see. Okay, so they're at eight and one right now. We can do this simple math, right? The LSU yeah. guy. Yeah, they were seven and nine last year. Seven. How many? How many games did he start though? Did he not start? Did he start the whole season? Did they go? I think he did start against Cleveland. Cleveland week one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Go ahead. 15 and, eight and one and seven yeah, and nine. 15 and, and, 15 and 10. Technically started against the Eagles, right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. He just didn't play the whole game. Yeah, he took and the Dak's out. 18 and seven, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, he surely shouldn't give him the loss in Philadelphia. No, he does. He gets the year, loss. But he gets the loss. So he gets the loss. Dak's 18 and seven, and what's once? 15 and 10. And, and Dak had a considerably better supporting class. Yeah, uh, cast last year. Then their numbers to me are even more similar this year because Wentz has cut down his interceptions. You know, he and Dak combined have less than ten picks, I think, this year. And Wentz has more passing touchdowns, but Dak is like near the top of the league in rushing touchdowns among any player. So yards they're, too. They're getting in the end zone about the same amount. Yards Wentz too. Is, Wentz one, is, team, one team really runs the football well, and the other one right tries. Wentz has completed sixty percent of his passes this year. Uh, Dak sixty three. Yards, uh, 22.62 for Wentz, 19.94 for Dak. Uh, average per gain, I bet Wentz is a much better. Yeah, he's over. 7.77, yeah. Dak's at 6.9. That last game really hurt him. Right. Touchdowns, 23-16 to 16 in Wentz's favor. And interceptions, 5-4, to four. Wentz's disfavor. Yeah, yeah. well, good – Good and the quarterback story. ratings are 104 to 96.3. Other stats they had to offer was the situational passing. So in play action, Dak oh is. Go ahead. You don't want to hear it? No, Which one do you want to hear? Play action, win blitz, third down, and then yardage. Play action, win blitzed. Win, win blitzed. And what is it? What? Okay, play action or win blitz. Oh, oh I thought it was two. It give was me the win. Same. Give me win blitz. How about win blitz? Yeah. Good one, Brian. Dak is 61%, 11 touchdowns, one interception. There you go. Carson Wentz, 57%, 15 touchdowns, but five interceptions. There you go. So His Dak. most interceptions come on third down, actually, seven interceptions. Got to get one or two. And that was career? That was career. Okay. Yeah. Dak's pretty good when he's blitzed, huh? Should yeah. Blitz him. Yeah. Ask for some blitzes. Yeah, they're both pretty good in play action, obviously. And then that's their down. game. Yeah, yeah, the read option stuff like that. Yeah, this this is why it's important for Dallas to have some kind of running game, even if it's dirty yards, whatever they have to do. You have to get that play action game going. You have to get the waggle the boot game going. You got to get Witten involved, Swaim involved, somebody underneath. You know, make these some simple throws, keep the chains moving along, and finish. When you get these guys again, this is one of my favorite stats. You get them inside of the thirty. You got a chance to score on these guys. Not not just red zone, but third. Not not get inside the thirty because that's when their that's when their stats turn bad as far as passing and things like that. But with the Cowboys have the ability with the throw the football, but also with the read option stuff with Dak, the quarterback draws things like that. That's golden. Just get find a way to get down inside that thirty yard line. I think it was Jim Schwartz this week that said Dak might be the best he's ever seen it. It was on the yeah. run. Yeah, and that's that's one reason why you can't blitz him because he because he gets out of the pocket and he's got his eyes down the field and he can make throws still. Wince has the same ability. Though. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Wince is Wince has had some incredible breaks of the pocket and then take off running. You know, it's 
it's a lot like what you saw with with Smith, Alex Smith, the same way that kind of that. Oh my God, you got him sacked. No, he's broke loose. Now he's running. You know, that's. <laughs> oh, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, uh, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. It's not a touchdown. It is a touchdown. I think tomorrow we should predict the first play of the game. Is that our new thing? I like it. For the it. Cowboys. I like it. You going to run or are you going to pass? Yeah. You going to set the tone? Or are you going to just go full back and two tight ends and run the Yeah, ball? you bring bring Terrence Williams in motion, have him play wing, yeah. and just bring that extra guy down and in the box. And let everybody else know that you're going to run, and then you got nine guys in the box, and you get stuffed. Let me ask you this, though. You just made your prediction. Uh, let me just ask you this, though. No, I ain't picked in that one. I know we got a few minutes here. Let me ask you your prediction, though. You've been happy with the way the play calling's been, or the or the the way the the way they've gone about it. Yeah, because because uh, I mean, I, you sounded like you're a little like first no, no. down run. You were kind of like, no, okay, I'm bring just saying, in the no, box. because they they basically. Oh, I ripped it out already. Play by play. Um, I I mean they thought against Atlanta they'd go three wide, and run out of that right or. Find out if they were going to blitz where it was coming from. Right. The problem was they didn't block. Right. You know, and what what I didn't like is the way they opened the game though, because they basically opened with two tight ends, a fullback. They they had football in a phone booth. Yeah, and yeah. it was like all of a sudden, you know, that's what Atlanta wanted to do in the first place, right? right. They were going to play eight in the box, single safety high. And then you bring in all these tight ends. Well, th- that just brought more guys into the box. Yeah. Or when you show a fullback, you know, finally the second half, it was like, okay, we'll try this little screen. A little bit of a there. struggle too for the tight ends blocking in that game. Yes. Yeah. Especially early. Yeah. Really. Do you well. agree with their play calling? I tell you what, there's some creativity things that I've really liked, and I, I felt like when with Zeke, there were. I mean, I love the play action stuff that they when, when they're really running the football. Play action. Their, their play action game is so pretty to watch. Yep. Because, Arizona, they yeah, saw it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you, you know, you get Dak. I mean, Dak running to his left, throwing the football is beautiful. Because quarterbacks can't do that. Quarterbacks can't traditionally get outside, going to their left, square up, and throw a rope. And he can do that. You know, and I think it, I think it, if you're really running the ball well, it helps for other things you can do. As far as like, you know, you fake a toss, and now you get full flow. Everybody's flying out of there. Now there's a guy underneath. It's you know, the play to Witten. They, they throw to Witten, and Witten can't run out of sight, but he runs and he gets 17 yards or six because he because there's so much open field because of your ability to run the football. I love me some good old play action. That's what Atlanta got cooking in the second half. Sure did last week. Sure did, and it, it just it, it makes you you know you're you're, fi- you're everything is going forward and they're going behind you, you know. But I, I do I like Linehan. There's some creative things that he does. Mickey, we were talking the other day the screen that they ran. If they get the block from Jonathan Cooper down inside the 12-yard line, I mean, after they got the sack, it's, it's got a chance to go. I mean, it's a creative play call right there. Keep your feet. Yeah. Now, you could second-guess the call on the sack. You know, just keep running. The guy would have kept it, his it, feet. It, I know. I know. I'm just saying you can't. But, yeah. You're only as good as the execution of the right. team. You're, You're right. right. The play calling. We, we feel like, you know, I mean, how many times have we thought, oh, it's too cute. That's a cute play. Don't don't be cute. But then he'll just turn around and hand it to Zeke or hand it, you know, or, or – you know, there's things like, say, the option that he ran the other day with Beasley on third down, he put Atlanta in a bad situation there. He, once Dak did the fake, oh, okay, now it's going to Beasley. And, you know, there you go. It, it's needed two yards, he gets five. You know, those are, those are creative plays. 
Absolutely. Well, guys, hey, we're a good team, and we're going to be back giving you guys everything you need to know for the last bit of this week as we get ready to take on the Eagles. So join us. Same time, same place. No options either. Same people. Join us. See ya. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?